Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Talk. Thank you very much for tuning in to the latest episode of Ask the Talk. As always, I greatly appreciate your support. It's been a while. Have you missed me? Because I have missed this. The past couple of weeks, I've been at a commission with a bug. Uh, I've been diligently working, but because my voice was highly affected, I couldn't do the show. And luckily, I didn't really have a lot of voiceover work to do. So, That was the only big plus, but I knew that, hey, anything worthwhile is worth waiting for. So hopefully you weren't too impatient and you appreciated the fact that I would be back and we have plenty to get to. On this edition of the program, CM Punk returning to MMA, WWE 2K18, my thoughts on the Mae Young Classic, highlights from the week, what went wrong with Hogan versus Sting at Starcade 1997 and Sasha's complaint about fans. Yeah, we'll get to that. It's September. This is my favorite time of the year. I love the fall, even though we're we're officially a couple of weeks away from it, because we start getting into that that look and feel of the fall season. Jeans and sweater weather on the weekends, and Oktoberfest and pumpkin beer. Being a beer enthusiast, I love pumpkin ales and Oktoberfest beers. And it's funny because many people feel that it's a gimmick. And they would think, well, a true beer enthusiast would not enjoy it. But because these brews are only available for a couple of months out of the year, I enjoy them. The one that I'm sipping on currently is New Holland Brewing's Ichabod. After Ichabod Crane. It's a pumpkin ale. It's delicious. They're based out of Holland, Michigan. One of my favorite breweries. This is a fantastic representation of what a pumpkin ale should taste like. As real pumpkin in this. As cinnamon. Malted barley, nutmeg. This is what it's supposed to be like. It's perfect after dinner, and that's exactly how I'm enjoying this beer. If you want to ask me questions on the program here, it's easy to find me. My social media footprint is quite large. Ask the Top is my Facebook fan page. At Chris Topluck on Twitter. At Chris Topluck on Instagram, despite the fact that it's mostly a food-related post, Google+, ChrisTopLag.com. And of course, you can listen to the show also on TWM.News and TheReactionRoom.com. And of course, ChrisTopLag.com. That's the place. It's where this originated from. Let's get to some news. The big show is set for some hip surgery, and that really had to do with his recent loss to Braun Strowman. It was a way to write him off television. He went through the cage. Braun Strowman looked vicious like a giant. And that's basically how they wrote him off television. Rufus Sport head coach Duke Rufus recently hinted, very strongly, I may add, that CM Punk is waiting for his next MMA opponent. Now, will this take place in the UFC? It could be likely, of course, with the fact that, well, they always want to make money. And despite the fact that he lost to Mickey Gale very quickly in that first round in a very one-sided, lopsided fashion... I think people would still pay to see him. I still feel that if he really wants to compete, being on the grandest stage of them all for the UFC just doesn't make sense with his lack of experience. He's going to get embarrassed again unless he goes up against somebody with minimal to no experience, and they're not going to do that. So it looks like he'll be back soon. 
likely with the UFC. It was announced that Nikki Bella has put her wrestling career on hold. She's still recovering for her fused neck. Remember at WrestleMania, she took time off and she's still been off. So she's going going to be on the upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars, which to me is a great way to keep herself in the public eye while not getting too physical and, of course, landing on her back, shoulders, head, right? So she gets to be physically fit, but not really putting you know her body and career on the line. So she still plans to be back, but that's why she's saying, I'm putting my wrestling career on hold. The complete roster for WWE 2K18 has been officially revealed. You can check that out on their main 2K website. It is the largest roster to date. I'm excited. I purchase every WWE game. And 2K15, disappointing. 16 was pretty good. 17 was better, and I'm hearing that 18 will have some of the best graphics to date. So I'm looking forward to that. The The big roster expansion does very little for me because unless you enhance the actual gameplay and the AI, the graphics, and you know basically just some of the different options involved, like wrestling backstage or things of that nature, doesn't do it for me just to add more wrestlers. So I'm hoping that they get back to the basics and they make this game exciting again. NXT has postponed some Florida Live events over the next couple of days, and that's due to the hurricane threat. So uh, wishing everybody down south safety in the very best and, and hoping that if they can, get the heck out of Dodge while you can. I mean, hurricanes do so much damage. The natural disasters are just so difficult to recover from. So let's hope that... It's a lot less severe than we're expecting. Highlights from the week, Braun Strowman versus The Big Show in a cage match. I mentioned that earlier. These two share great chemistry, and they pulled off a really entertaining match to headline Raw. So credit to both of them. Many are you know, still clamoring for that Big Show retirement, but he still has a little bit of gas left in the tank. It just takes a special talent like Braun Strowman to bring it out of him. John Cena versus Jason Jordan. It's clear the fans haven't bought into Jason Jordan. Much of it has to do with the lackluster storyline. But this was a solid little match against one of the top stars in the company, arguably the biggest star in the company. So I still feel it raised Jason Jordan's stock just a bit. Moving over to SmackDown, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Randy Orton for the WWE uh, championship match or really for the ability to compete in that match. So has any wrestler defeated Randy Orton and John Cena after being on the main roster for less than six months? Dare I say no, other than Shinsuke Nakamura. So for those who feel that Vince and many in the office are sabotaging his push, it couldn't be further from the truth. He's in a great position. That counter from the RKO with that knee to the back, beautiful, simply outstanding. So it's great to see Shinsuke Nakamura back in the main event pitcher. Uh, Pitcher, rather. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. The exchange there, I really liked it. Kevin Owens was digging deep. He was mentioning Shane's family in relation to the helicopter accident, basically saying they'd be better off if he just died in that accident. That generated instant heat. It was the perfect tipping point to have Shane McMahon snap. I wasn't fond of the announcement because they dragged that out that he was suspended. It sounded as though he might be fired. Now Vince is going to be on SmackDown next week. So I'm looking forward to that. And on NXT, a bit of an emotional moment. Asuka had to bid farewell to the NXT faithful. Undefeated and simply unbelievable. 
matched. Unbelievable. A, a really touching display of respect from the entire locker room, by the way. They all gave her a standing ovation. Ember Moon showed up in the ring, teased the tension. They had the hug. Triple H came down, gave her some flowers as well, too. Well-deserved. Asuka has had a historic run in NXT, and perhaps no one in the history of NXT has defined the brand more than the dominant Empress of Tomorrow. What do you think? Asuka, Shinsuke, Finn, Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn, who do you feel was the true face, the true heart, the true soul of NXT? Again, the argument could be made for Asuka. Let's get to your questions. Take another sip of this delicious Ichabod pumpkin ale. Man, it's good. It smells good, too. Love that cinnamon. Jason X, via Google+, Plus, is The Undertaker officially retired? Well, I mean, he had the ideal send-off at WrestleMania 33. It doesn't get any better than that, other than the fact that if he could have won. But still, I would like to believe that he is retired. But there are still those rumors that Vince McMahon has held off from mentioning his retirement on television as he may want to bring him back for one final send-off match. If that is the case, it allows Vince to heavily promote his retirement match. And I would also assume it would be against a big name in a dream match scenario, perhaps a John Cena. But that being said, I'm openly against this idea and feel The Undertaker should enjoy the remainder of his life as Mark Calloway. Bearded Warrior via Twitter. Thoughts on the May Young Classic matches? Who are your favorites from the tournament? I'm assuming you mean favorites in terms of who I've enjoyed the most. And, and many of them, I might be a little bit biased. I've watched them outside of the tournament. So leading into this, I either really enjoyed them or I wanted to get more accustomed to them. So I've been thoroughly enjoying the majority of the matches from the tournament. I mean, yes, there are a few lackluster matches. I, I believe what stands out is episode two wasn't particularly the strongest, but still, it's fine. I commend the competitors for taking part in this. And I'm also thrilled that the women receive the opportunity to truly shine in a serious format and setting. My favorites, uh, Dakota Kay, uh, she's great. Tony Storm, she has big star potential written all over her. Uh, Candice LeRae, um, Sane, I, I, probably those are the four that stand out to me. But I do have one complaint, though, while I'm praising the tournament. Shayna Baszler. She's proven to be a solid wrestler with a legitimate background in MMA. But I feel as though this is more or less a bait and switch from the WWE to push her to the finals while highlighting the four horsewomen tension. Truthfully, this has, at least for me, shifted the focus away from the tournament and onto that potential feud. And I just don't care. I, I would rather the focus be on the tournament. But of course, they have Ronda Rousey. Uh, ringside, they have Roderick Strong's wife ringside, and they have Jessamyn Duke. So, as the WWE has gotten behind Shayna Baszler, who has definitely picked up the business very quickly, especially transitioning over from MMA, it's clear that they would do anything to push her aside and have Ronda Rousey on their roster. I can't necessarily blame them, though, because she's going to generate a lot of attention if or when she debuts in the WWE. My good old buddy Jason via Twitter, Canadia14. What went wrong? And he shared a picture 
of the Starcade poster with Hulk Hogan and Sting from 1997. Where do I start? Arguably the greatest buildup for a main event in pro wrestling history, but with the worst possible payoff. Now, according to Eric Bischoff, and keep in mind, this is just one side of the story. He claims that during his time away from the ring, Sting wasn't actively working out and he fell out of ring shape. It's a little bit suspect because even though he's wearing you know, the jacket and the t-shirts, he was still in pretty good shape, or at least that's what I noticed. So he also noted that Sting didn't seem particularly engaged when the two of them, along with Hulk Hogan, met to discuss the finish. Now, Bischoff further claims that while Hulk Hogan takes the heat for the conclusion of the match, it was actually the WCW president who made the call for how it ended. What went wrong? A horrendous finish booked by someone who wasn't qualified to book a finish in the first place. Eric Bischoff was a businessman. He wasn't a booker. He wasn't Dusty Rhodes. He wasn't some of the all-time greats who can go in there and book some great finishes. Pat Patterson, of course, comes to mind. Speaking of that, while many criticize Vince McMahon for his obsessiveness and his lack of awareness, just imagine the possibilities if Vince and Pat Patterson booked the finish to that match. Totally different ballgame. This is how I would have booked it. The NWO should have continuously interfered in Hulk's favor. Perhaps you have some WCW alum come down and even the odds. Or how about they keep interfering. Sting somehow manages to defy the odds and emerge victorious cleanly, by the way. You know what else went wrong? And this often gets overlooked. The booking of Brett the Hitman Hart. That's your introduction for arguably the most talked about wrestler on the planet a special ring enforcer. It was pathetic. It made zero sense. I mean, you couldn't have somebody hotter in the business at that point in time, especially after the Montreal Screwjob, and you place him as a special ring enforcer. What a waste. At that point, Brett should have known, yeah, this isn't going to work out. I'll take the money, but I don't want to be here. Marcel via Facebook. Very simple question. Where's Paige? Well, she's been out with a neck injury that required surgery back in October of 2016. Now, since then, it's been a bit of a rocky ride. Her sex tape was leaked, and she was involved in a domestic violence incident with Alberto Del Rio. Of course, that's his WWE name. Paige has been laying fairly low at this point and really just getting back to posting on Instagram and Twitter as she was silent for a while. So in early August... She had a CT scan where the results were very encouraging. In mid-August, she stated that in an interview, when she was asked about her return, hopefully within the next couple of months, fingers crossed, we have to see. Now I have to get cleared by WWE doctors. We'll see. So that's where we are currently sitting at, is that she's waiting for her return. If that was back in mid-August, we're already in September. So perhaps by the end of the year, we'll see her back on the main roster. Also remember, the WWE is somewhat involved with this, but it's more so The Rock producing a movie on Paige's life in her family. So probably not the greatest time to drop her if that movie somehow gets critical acclaim and is a box office success. They probably don't want to lose that from the roster because it's just more eyes is more attention, right? Lord Regal. Is it William Regal, Stephen Regal? Which one? Throwback? Via Google Plus, I like this question. It's very timely. How do you feel about Sasha Banks's uh, message to the fans? So let me catch you up. 
I was just reading about this the other day. Sasha Banks was being interviewed by Sam Roberts, where she discussed being approached by fans who end up going too far. I'm going to quote her. I'm not going to summarize. I'm going to give the direct quote here. I grew up a wrestling fan, so I knew that I wanted to meet all my favorite wrestlers, but always in the back of my head, I never thought in my life to be like, hey, they're going to fly in. Maybe I should wait at the airport for like 12 hours at a gate. Hey, they don't want any sleep. Maybe I'll go find their hotel they're staying staying at rather, and let them, you know, and and uh, bother them. Like to me, that's stalking. I don't tweet out what hotel I'm at. I don't tweet out what airline I'm flying. I do tweet you what arena I'll be performing at. So I do expect fans at the arena, uh, and I'm happy to sign at the arena. That's fine because I'm telling you where I'm going to be at. If I see you in public, that's fine. But when I'm at an airport. At four in the morning, and I see somebody with a carry-on, and they open it with a hundred items of someone, uh, of everyone actually, and they're bothering everybody to get an autograph, and I see it on eBay, that's not okay with me. So, where do we go from here? While Sasha makes valid points, and she does, I do believe the delivery makes her come off as bitter and ungrateful. I mean, many will say, well, we made you, Sasha, so I want your autograph. You got to give it to me. There's a time and a place, obviously. If she specifically mentioned fans asking for autographs in, say, the bathroom or while eating, totally off limits. Bugger off. But at an airport, I mean, I can't imagine she's going to gain much sympathy for that. Hulk Hogan was doing that decades ago and so many others. I mean, that used to be the prime place to actually approach wrestlers for autographs was at the airport because you know inevitably they're going to fly in. Now, Sasha did sign up for this. Let's remember that. She didn't sign up for it physically in a contract, but she knew because she grew up a devout wrestling fan that this would probably happen if she hit the big stage. And while she's entitled to her own opinion and privacy, fans will not stop asking her for autographs at airports. Even if she complains about it, it's still going to happen. And if I was paid what she makes and I was an on-screen character and I had my merch and fans paid to see me, it would be a privilege to sign autographs at 4 a.m. as one day and I know Bubba Ray Dudley mentioned this, it's inevitably going to come to an end. It will. I get it. It's annoying. It's tiresome. And I'm not even going to use the, the line, you owe it to the fans. But you should pay it forward at that point. Again, a time and a place. If fans cross the line, definitely should have given them the time of day. And by the way, if someone shows up with a bag full of merch for you to sign, whether it's you or a whole bunch of others, Either just tell them that you know, you're know you busy or just sign one item, end of story, and move on. It's not fun, of course, and, and amusing, the fact that they're going to go post that on eBay and take bids for it, but that's completely out of your control because you have no earthly idea who is and who isn't taking those items to eBay anyway. So that's my two cents on that one. A little bit passionate about it, but it is what it is. I've never, and I've met a lot of celebrities. Remember, I come from the world of media. I worked in radio. Uh, I've crossed paths with many different celebrities, even wrestlers and UFC fighters in my life. And I never openly ask for an autograph. And mainly the reason why is because I realize just how many requests they get that I just want to give them that time off. I'm happy just to shake a hand and say hello and tell them I appreciate them if that moment were to come up, that opportunity were to arise. But otherwise... I'm I'm fine just leaving them be. 
And that's just always how I've been. So I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed this long-awaited episode of Ask the Top. Once again, I appreciate your patience. And we'll do this again very soon as we have no mercy quickly approaching. And I owe you some predictions. So until next time, you can always check out past editions of the show on chrisdomplack.com, twm.news, thereactionroom.com, and interact with me on social media. I love it. And happy trails to you. Until we meet again. <laughs>